Hello and uh, welcome to another uh, live stream. So this is being live streamed in the uh, member area on YouTube. And um, this is going to be a uh, podcast edition talk. I'm kind of doing a, um, a bit of a podcast. I'm trying to feature one um, video uh, per day, if possible, um, on the on the podcast. So that's part of, of kind of um, the efforts to spread the word on this uh, basically um, guitar school here online, basically, and um, and also to give the members uh, a little bit of ability to um, check things out offline and uh, maybe listen to uh, listen to the podcast on the commute and then go back and check check out the video. So I'm gonna uh, play a little bit on, um, or just improvise a little bit on um, all the things you are. We talked about that a little bit this week. So I'll just do a little warm up playing here uh, while let's make their way in. on the uh, changes for this tune and talked a, a good bit about the uh, key centers on it. Um, work through that. So this talk today is all about, just to kind of summarize, it's all about uh, reviewing what we did uh, this past week. So I've got some kind of exciting things to um, share with you on uh, kind of behind the scenes things, um, which is part of uh, the exclusive updates. Um, so I've been uh, checking out um, the um, Ted Green arrangement of um, Have Yourself a, a Merry Little Christmas. And uh, one of our members here. Um, and I mentioned that arrangement to me and, um, and so, so I've been checking it out and, um, 
since it's about that time of year, um, I thought I'd try to put together some videos on it. I have plans for about maybe three videos on it. I want to do um, a performance type video on it, which I'm thinking I might even just like release like on the 25th, you know. Um, so it just has kind of, kind of, it kind of seems like it would work. I've done that before um, on another um, tune. Uh, I think I'll be home for Christmas. I think I did that. I, I just did a recording. I think I did the recording the day of or the day before and just kind of released it. So I think I might do that again um, this time around. But um, I want to do some educational videos for sure. So I thought I'd share for you some of the the view. Um, so today, as an as an update for today, um, we'll look at the uh, the bridge here a little bit. So um, so I started writing out some of the shapes and things. I'm trying to stay pretty true to uh, the arrangement. And, um, but I did change some of the voicings that were listed. I didn't really change the voicing so much as just kind of where to play them um, uh, in some places. And, and, and mostly it's, mostly I just kept it the way it was. But here's a little bit of a look at, um, kind of think some of the things I put together today. Um, and if you're listening on the podcast, I'll, I'll do my best to describe uh what's going on so i've got a little indication of what measure uh we're talking about at the bottom left um got the chord symbol that's active and then i've got in the case that there's another chord symbol in the measure that one would be in time parentheses so so um i've got the shape and um so I'm thinking I'll do a video and I'll just talk uh, the way through and kind of go kind of slide by slide. I'm going to describe, you know, kind of um, the color It's kind of color coded. So, um, so you get a sense for where the, um, where the tones are. So that was, um, I think 36, measures or something um took took quite a bit to write it out um but uh quite a bit of time um so i need to go back and like check for errors and inconsistency and, and things like that um because they always seem to kind of crop up a little bit So I'm hoping if all goes well, I can do a bit of a video on like just slide by slide, shape by shape. Um, I'm thinking it might end up being a pretty long video. Um, and I think I'm going to release that as just an open video for anyone to watch. And then I'm going to kind of archive it at some point and it will be a kind of a members only video. Um, but, um, but I'm excited about that. I think that's going to be pretty cool. Um, excited about the tune, excited about the arrangement. 
If you haven't already, get a, have, um, try to check out uh, Ted Green playing it. It's like kind of totally different. Uh, I mean, maybe not totally, but it's very improvised. So, um, but there is a recording of him playing it on YouTube. And I think he's in a guitar store or something because there are like tons of guitars all around him. And I think he's doing a clinic or master class or something like that. All right. So that's, that's kind of the big update for today. So I spent, you know, quite a bit of, a uh, bit of time putting, putting these slides together. And then these, um, these will, I'll make a PDF version of these after I, I've checked for errors and, um, I will have those available for, for members. Um, so, so I think that'll be helpful. Uh, for folks to uh, who are working on this tune, and it's a really, it's basically your typical jazz tune, you know. So um, it's right in line with what we're what we're doing and, and working towards here. And just a little bit of additional information: I had my assistant working on uh, the uh, standard notation, so transferring that into the the finale program, and then I, I plan to make a play along kind of video in the vein of that very slow and then faster tempo and all that. So I think it'll be really good. We'll press for time on it because we're like two weeks away from from Christmas, something like that. It's really coming up fast. I don't know how time got away so quick, um, but um, as a way of doing that, I guess. So um, let's check out what else we're, um, we've been doing. So we had a little bit of a um, talk on, um, or analysis on all the things you are. And this is part of the overview and analysis. So we checked out a bit of uh, the key centers for that. So the key of, of four flats and then the, the whole idea of going around um, the circle of fifths within a key area. and kind of going around that circle of fists in that key set. Same kind of here, so key of three flats. Okay, and then key of one sharp. that circle of fists is going to work as well. Okay. And then that's another circle of fists, F sharp minor seven, B seven, E major seven. So you take these little slices of the circle of fists. Um, and then the thought of closely, closely related keys versus 
maybe more distantly related keys. So in the um, all the things you are, we have key of four flats, right? We have key of three flats. So those two keys, I might say, are closely related because they're only one accidental part. There's only, well, there are seven notes in there. Well, there are six notes in common and one note that is different, uh, the D natural versus the D flat. Think about the key of C, which we're on briefly. That's a little distant, you might say, from A flat. But it's fairly closely related to G, which is another area that we kind of kind of visit. So it's interesting to see, you know, that the key of uh, A flat, we go to uh, we go to the key of C, right, which is the third, but it's major. So look up chromatic median. Um, so that's sort of the relationship there, but it's sort of distant, right, as far as the, the key center goes. All right, so similarly, when we have E flat, key of three flats, now we go to G major, we end up on G major. So that's also um, a median kind of relationship. So you're expecting a minor chord in the key of three flats so from, the, from the G on the third, but we have a major. And then think about E, E major. So that one is quite different from E flat, right? It's a, it's a half step, half step away. Um, and also uh, A flat, but we can still think of it as having a, that, you know, that kind of chromatic median uh, relationship with the A flat, because it's a, it's a, well, it's a major third below. So that, that particular topic, because I'm not going to go into anything, anything in-depth in here in this talk, because we're just kind of reviewing uh, what we did this week, but um, that's basically when, when you do take something and look a third um, below it or a third above it, it could be a major third, a minor third in either direction. Um, and then you can have different chord qualities on on all kind of four of those options. Okay, we also um, overview and analysis, which is kind of the the main focus. I might say is um, checking out um, uh, musicians playing on stuff, basically. Um, so, so we checked out a little bit of, um, uh, John Schofield, we looked at a little bit of some of his, um, phrasing, things like that, but we'll check out just a little bit of that.
let's see what we can do here. So, um, you know, a lot of the uh, subject matter on this is, you know, kind of getting an idea, you know, what, what note choices you're making, uh, some of the phrasing options you might be using. Um, and, um, if they're using certain, certain techniques or maybe getting outside or something, but that's kind of you know, part of G major there. So, um, so, you know, trying to take a look at there, you know, how does, how does on that A minor, how does this relate to that? You know, what, what is that? So one thing we're really trying to do too is get these octave shapes from the back of our minds. Think about chord quality. Think about where the finger um, inlays are fingerboard inlays, and um, also you know aside from you know, just taking a look at okay what is this in relation to to the chord itself, also grouping a, a few things like we could say we could say oh that's a G major triad, and it looks like kind of sitting next to. Try it. So, so when you put that together, okay, I can kind of see how that line uh, kind of works and uh, uh, functions. Uh, so also phrasing and that kind of thing too, which maybe, maybe we'll spend a little bit of time talking about, because uh, we can see slurs and um, work on on different techniques for that. So I have a little bit of a challenge with um, with a MIDI neck. So I have this MIDI neck that displays. Um, uh, the tones where I'm playing them, but um, when it comes to slurring, that um, it has a pretty, pretty big limitation on it. Notes will not show up at all. So, um, so I may use use a different screen for some of these. Right, because that gives it a different kind of sound when I don't pluck those. So those um, slurs are notated there, right? So let's get a little bit of a chord going. It's coming through okay, hopefully. Okay, so that gives us some context, and then let's say um, E7. Okay, and we'll go to G, seven at that point. Uh, 
how that A flat is really dissonant on that. Um, on that uh, G major seven. But one thing you know we talk about as we do some of these things is, well, what is that functioning to do? So it's encircling the the root note. So we get. Right, so if we think about it kind of in that context, right, this note sounds really dissonant on that, but in the context of the line, then we can kind of hear how how that might um, be working and kind of functioning. that way so that's a really strong thing um, because we can we can really become very informed about just different techniques and, and and things that that we can do in our own soloing so I'm putting a fair amount of emphasis on that in the um, in the uh, overview and analysis and um, in a lot of circumstances I'm counting in really slowly um, I've been trying to include the tab um, for those folks who need that, uh, and then I uh, I would encourage um, encourage folks to start moving moving away from that if possible. Okay, so so last week um, we started kind of a new thing where. We created these practice along um, uh, videos. And so I'll give a little bit of an idea um, uh, or review a little bit for folks uh, what we did there. So um, the basic concept that on that, and that's what that, that um, whole program is about is um, Practice ideas, uh, just like the title suggests, practice ideas and concepts. Um, we're tr we're trying to learn the content, um, and it's it's really challenging to, um, you know, not just uh, focus on content itself, but we're, we're we're really trying to find things to practice, find methods for practicing. Um, but yeah, know what to practice, how to practice. Um, and so focusing, I've been encouraging folks to focus on, on um, visualization quite a bit. Um, a little bit inspired by uh, Jerry Berganzi, uh, who I was, we're, we're going through um, one of his, his books on improvisation topics, uh, on that program. Um, and it's, um, and he talks about visualization and the, the mind training, uh, the body, um, and not the other way around. I thought, you know, that's, that's really, that's really a powerful perspective, you know, to, to kind of turn it around like that. So I would encourage folks to just kind of think, in their practice session, um, am am I using the body to train the mind right now in this activity, or or is it the mind training the body in this activity? 
And I've been asking myself kind of the same question as I, um, as I, since I read that, you know, just kind of thinking about, okay, if I'm warming up practicing and thinking, okay, is, you know, is that the perspective? So, um, so I think that's pretty powerful because, uh, you know, a common, I'm not say too common, but I think one way, one place where, where folks kind of struggle on, on things is, um, learning to connect what, um, what you're practicing and doing, um, and, and working towards, uh, applying that and, and being able to maybe improvise. Cause my impression is that sometimes folks are, um, or students of mine or just kind of folks on the checking out the internet and uh, YouTube and all that um, is that they're kind of learning maybe maybe by rote or or you know kind of memorizing knowing where kind of I go here and I just do this and I do that um, so if you gain that sort of um, foundation of like why is this this way and this song you know why is the melody this note and on that e and all the things you are and then same melody note on c7 you know or how does this the beginning melody note how does that relate to this you know giving it context you know think okay this chord is such and such a chord in the key of four flats okay this is the f minor seven chord it's the sixth chord in a flat major so having that context okay this note is the is the third of this chord and if you want to be more specific it's the flat third of this chord um and then also all these like levels of things of, of understanding i think are really gonna help folks out a tremendous amount so the whole mind training the the body perspective that jerry Bagansi talks about um helps to speed up that that process of 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 all this so we we might think when we play this f minor seven shape for example we might think okay even before we place it down like what is the shape you know where is it you know just kind of visualize it first and then place the hand down down on it so I'm articulating that um, well enough, but um, if you get a chance to check it out, it is, uh, I think the book is from Advanced Music, and it's um, it's uh, melodic structures, and it's part of a whole series um, of things uh, for kind of improvisation.
All right, so let's check out a little bit of a look at these uh, uh, practice along video kind of thing. So, so we have a chord. The whole purpose of this chord, if you if you work through this these this week, I think I did mention this, but it's worth repeating. I think the whole point of this part of it is not really so much to learn a new chord shape, but just to kind of hear a chord that's in position that we're going to be working on basically so we have a couple of things that we're striving to do when we play this e major seven we want to hear the sound of e e major we want to be able to uh, place that within these octave shapes we want to know when we play this chord fingers are on a marker and which ones are not on a marker uh, or inlay and all that and give ourselves harmonic uh, context so that's that's you know one word i'm really emphasizing quite a bit here lately which is uh context like how does this fit into into something you know into into um where it lays on the guitar, where it might fit into a song, um, what scale you might, you know, kind of place around it. So then we check out a mode, or not a mode, but a um, an arpeggio. Uh, check out a, a pentatonic scale. Check out uh, the major scale. Okay. And then a bit of reading, uh, sight reading kind of things, rhythm workouts with the octave shapes, and uh, kind of four chords. So the idea there is that uh, we we work on these on these things, and we we build a variety of skills. We work on work on chord shapes, scales, arpeggios, all those kinds of things, work on rhythms, reading, uh, sight reading, um, chord, chord shapes, and, and um, so consistently building a variety of tones. So we did, I think, three of those uh, style videos this week, and then, and then we went into just a little bit of a different direction. Um, um, just kind of partly just to mix things up. Um, so on Thursday, I believe it was yesterday, uh, we went through chords for all the things you are and, and the theme there is uh, voice leading, right? So we want to uh, be able to play, you know, some of these chord shapes and things, uh, moving chord by chord and getting a sense for how one thing flows uh, to the next. So most of those are root position or second inversion, drop three type voicing. So one thing that that does for us is it gives us part of the core sound. Um,
Okay. So it, it gives us these, these, um, um, sort of shell voicings, or it allows us to take those those four note voicings and maybe pare them down into to actually pairs, which um, is just you know those two those two notes, and then maybe add other notes to it. So concept there is taking chord voicings, learning root position second inversion, uh, drop three type voicings, and using those to, to maybe break out of that and play something different entirely, you know. So, um, so that, that's kind of the idea there. So um, I think that was a pretty, um, pretty strong um, demonstration of, of, Maybe a series of chords that um, that one could take and really start to branch out on those if they choose to do that. And um, um, but of course, I know it's challenging, and um, so we have all the um, you know starting with the the foundation of that is uh, very important. All right, so. Um, so that's practice ideas and concepts. So trying to keep that at a, at a fairly um, short video um, um, so that uh, members can take that and just practice it and say, okay, I can commit, I can commit 15 minutes, 20 minutes, they're generally 20 minutes, but um, I can commit 20 minutes to practicing with this video and, um, I would think it probably would need to pause it in spots um, and just kind of repeat back what I just did and things like that. But um, you know that could be that could stretch out into to thirty minutes or something as as a session. So that would be a great thing to do every day, and one could even repeat one of those practice along videos, um, you know, three or four four days later and and all that. So. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that program um, because, um, you know, one thing just working with students or one issue just working with students is is practice and and what to practice and um, this is really tough in this in this respect because um, it can it can be you know very conceptual it can um, it can be tough to to practice, you kind of want to take, if I were to suggest something on this, is um, take the perspective of you know, creative practice, you know, try to come up with a maybe a limitation of something that, that you're going to work at and say, okay, I'm going to limit myself to I don't know, one string and I'm going to play a major scale. I'm just kind of throwing that out there. But um, if you can create limitations, and work with with some kind of factor like that it can be really powerful and just sort of sometimes think of it think of practice as as moving towards um, something that interests you something that maybe you know you could refine more and uh, see if you can hit it from different angles um, and find a way 
to strengthen that that understanding. So, um, so theory and fingerboard, um, that is, um, um, a little more thinking about larger components of, of some of these patterns. Um, and, um, exploring a little bit of the theory, a little more in depth um, as well. So um, this is a fairly new part of the program, but it's been been out there for, I think, at least a month or so. Um, so we're looking at circle of, of fifths here. And, and so one thing we talked about was just kind of taking a taking a pattern on the guitar so playing wise um as far as content of what you do this is not you know playing from high, lowest to highest on a on a tone it's not going to do a whole lot for you but you kind of do want to to know it so we can imprint this sort of picture of the pattern and and also connect it to our um, to our hearing and what we what we play and connecting that. But um, but the the one danger in that is is kind of just kind of going through scales and and it just it just becomes not not a part of what you might practically do in a in a solo so usually in a solo you might find yourself on a particular sound like on a jazz standard or something like that uh, for a fairly short amount of time so it's good to limit yourself to maybe a few notes maybe four notes um, and then maybe try another four notes. And then try to move around um, the pattern itself. But kind of the purpose of this uh, talk was to get get an idea of how to how to connect these these patterns, these major scales, um, or really this these include all the modes and getting a sense for what changes so this green note is f sharp and this red note is uh, f natural and all the gray notes are common to both uh, both key of c and key of g so you can see how that changes and moves in there all right so then we we just went through the whole circle of fifths um and we split this up, I think, into a couple of videos, but I've got this all in one, one slide. But basically, went through circle, circle of fifths all the way, um, to the, to just kind of complete the circle. Okay, and then it was interesting, you know, just to think, think about how how little. We actually moved, right? We kind of started in this position five and then moved to position three by the end. So that's not a lot of distance. Um, and we went through 
every uh, every key area. So that's pretty cool. So that's that's also kind of ties into practice ideas um, because you could you could really blow that up and and just move it to different spots and and do all that. So. Um, Um, but in those talks, we did talk a little bit about rhythm changes and things. Uh, um, but there are so many, so many tunes where you're going to have circle of fifths, um, could be diatonic or could be, um, All right, and so we spent I think Monday and Tuesday talking about talking about those, and then we got into um, two note two note patterns for scales and phrases. Um, I think that was a pretty fun talk, and um, so so one thing that we're kind of doing is is thinking about if we play. some chords we could our chord changes we could think in these maybe fingering groups of um you know maybe half steps okay to make some changes so i was i was just just then i was just playing two five and So anyway, I'll give you kind of a little bit of a sample of that, um, or just just a slight review. Um, so hopefully you got a chance to check that out. So we have you know a, a spot here where play a, a major scale on a string, just one string, and then crossover patterns. just thinking in pairs there by color so we did a um a whole um basically relative kind of perspective on it we went through all those um and then on thursday uh we talked about more of kind of the parallel perspective and i i did a little talk on what that all means too. So that's part of how we're connecting um, theory with this um, with this talk. So um, so the relative perspective versus the parallel uh, perspective. So uh, so then we we choose we chose uh, F as our tone uh, to work with there, and then we. We just went through all those same modes, um, Ionian, so so forth, um, using the two note pairings on this. So kind of one of the things that we're trying to do here um, is work at all these things from from different angles, right? So we you know, might know this. 
this, or we might know. I know all that. So, and if we don't, that's that's fine too. So that's just another thing to 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 learn. So that's just one kind of way to kind of try it. So you could say the the caged method. You know, take take some of these shapes and know, the, know those. So that's that's a very powerful thing. So hopefully, no, most folks know that. And if not, just try to work on that whole caged um, idea. So that whole. Um, thing which I think is fairly well laid out on the internet. Um, I may have done videos on this. I'm not sure. It's probably been a while. But those are basically named after the C A G E D chords. But those are all C chords. But those are the kind of the shapes that we typically learn when we first pick up the guitar. Uh, as like open open chords so um but there are all sorts of things that we can do like um like i mentioned um you know those half steps or half steps and whole steps on um you know so then that's a that's a good example of a limitation creating a limitation so you can um push push your knowledge or push your um ability level so right there the limitation is two notes per string play scale like this is the natural minor scale okay. and you might i say well that's kind of a cool concept i could play all sorts of different numbers to that um so you know, what if we had um, one note, one note per per string. Why not, right? So then we just move uh, up in this direction, and then you're gonna run out of notes pretty pretty quick. So um, if you're really trying to do that, um, well, they have to go pretty far up, but to get the full octave. But we could take you know three note patterns notes per string and move up like that four notes per string so so that's kind of a part of all that um now one thing that's kind of kind of cool too so i'll just as i just kind of finish up this talk i'll just sort of um so that's pretty pretty much i think a uh fairly thorough review of everything talked about this week i think um i, I think i touched on most things so um so part of these like two note kind of groupings that work out really great with uh, pentatonics which might be partly the reason why we do them so much on on guitar but they're also they also connect really well with our sort of collective musical imagination you might say So there, limiting yourself to two notes per string, um, that's like pretty much the patterns that everybody learns. So we might not even realize we're doing that, right? So when you do pentatonic scales, you pretty much 
stay within a position or two if you limit yourself to two strings. So that's sort of um, kind of kind of an interesting uh, a thing about that. But you know, so you could take this other angle on it and say, okay, oh, maybe I'll take a five note scale, I'll limit myself to two notes per string, and and then you say, oh, that that's just that's just how everybody learns them. That's how they're kind of laid out. And, but then we could say, okay, well, well, what about a um, about a four note, you know, group of, of of tones or an arpeggio, maybe. So it's like C major seven. Say, okay, two notes per string. Okay, that's that's kind of interesting, right? That, going more towards the bridge of the guitar whereas when we had the the scale right we're going more towards towards the nut so you know kind of like oh wow you know that's that's sort of interesting right with larger intervals limit ourselves to two notes per string and you know we're going kind of up the range of the of the guitar in in the direction of the of the bridge, whereas if you're doing kind of smaller intervals, we're going to go up the range, but we're moving um, down towards the nut. So that's kind of, kind of interesting sort of thing there. All right, everybody. Well, um, I think I'm going to end it here for for today um maybe i'll play around a little bit and um but let me know if you have any questions on on anything let me know if there's any particular struggles that you're facing uh on the instrument or music in general uh, we might might do a little bit on um uh have yourself a, a merry little christmas next week um so we'll see how that See how that, all that pans out. Let me know if you'd like to see some videos on that.
for checking this out and uh hope you enjoy this this week uh, so um probably will be facing a little bit of a busy week next week i'm going to see if i can uh get some i might try to do some videos a little bit in advance um we'll see how it goes but um but we'll get the same same uh things going um it's just the scheduling maybe maybe a little bit different maybe hard for me to do things um uh in the early afternoon so i've been typically putting videos out kind of in the early uh afternoon um one o'clock or so and then i'm um, doing um maybe a little more later in the evening um so so next week might be a little bit of a challenge in that uh, that respect. So um, let's see how it goes. So hopefully, I hope my voice was uh, loud enough here. I did do a little bit of re uh, rebalancing with the um, uh, guitar. Uh, try, I was I was doing some listening back to some of the podcasts and um videos and things and yeah, thinking that maybe the guitar could be a little bit louder um
let me know how all that kind of kind of goes um, for you. Do you have any uh, comments on that? Uh, um, and I am working on doing some things with, uh, with iReal, it's kind of been a little bit of a slow process, but um, I'd also like to get uh, maybe Ben in a box going with it too. But. again everybody thanks for checking out this uh, live stream and uh we did check this out on the podcast we enjoy that as well and uh hope everybody has a really good uh weekend see you all in the next next video next talk thanks